Welcome to The Author Show, where we feature new authors and books from fiction to self-help and everything in between. You'll find it all at theauthorshow.com. That's theauthorshow.com. And now let the show begin. Hi, this is The Author Show, and I'm your host, Linda Thompson. Before I introduce our guest, just a quick reminder that selected interviews are available in our iPhone app, which can be downloaded in the App Store. And our app name on all platforms is The Author Show. I find satire fiction to be fascinating, and our book, Squeeze Plays, is satire at its best. Written by author Jeffrey Marshall, Squeeze Plays delves into the influences of wealth and power and so much more. Jeffrey joins us to share more about his book. Jeffrey, welcome to The Author's Show. Thank you, Linda. Delighted to be with you. Jeffrey, will you please give us a quick overview of Squeeze Plays? Well, Squeeze Plays is a contemporary tale about some of the ramifications of wealth and power, and it's set largely in New York and in London. And it really involves three principal characters who I basically trace through the arc of the novel. There's a bank CEO, a tabloid publisher, and a little bit further into the book, we meet a cunning and kind of ruthless Russian oligarch who steps into the picture. And it seems that the two, uh, the banker and the uh, publisher is somewhat at loggerheads over a loan that's gone bad to the publisher, who's casting about for some way to get out of this financial hole. And lo and behold, the Russian gets wind of this and steps in with an offer that the publisher really can't refuse. And meanwhile, an intrepid financial reporter gets a tip about this secret financing and decides that he's going to pursue this and develops this into what becomes pretty much a stunning front page expose and kind of puts a pretty negative light on some of the main characters and their motivations and kind of wraps up with them sort of licking their wounds. (laughs) That sounds a little complicated. So where did the (laughs) inspiration for your storyline generate? Well, really, it's Interesting, Linda. My wife actually said to me, why don't you write about so-and-so? This was a boss that I had when I was a financial editor back in New York. He becomes this reporter that I'm talking about, and he kind of became the impetus for this story. And then I sort of realized, well, what is he going to write about? And it was going to be about this sort of intricacy of this financing and this loan. And this is not an issue that a reader who isn't familiar with finance should be concerned about because while it's integral to the story, there's nothing technical or there's nothing that they shouldn't be able to understand or follow. And so this reporter sort of becomes the background impetus for the story. And then I kind of fill in the rich characters, the main characters. And I really want to get a Russian oligarch into the picture because I really think that the Russian oligarchs are up to no good in the world. <laughs> I can't disagree with that. How did your background as a journalist aid in writing your book? Well, it was certainly a major component in my understanding of how I wanted to structure the novel. There are things that I know and have learned about finance and banking that are integral to the story. Well, Jeffrey, you've written a few other books delving into historical fiction and psychological thrillers and now satire. What is it about changing genres that draws you to do so? Well, I've always felt that I wanted to be kind of a jack of all trades. And it was certainly true of my journalistic career, although a lot of it was spent in finance. I admire people who've done series 
with book after book after book, you know, Janet Ivanovich or something like that, where you've got the same central character. I admire people who do that, but I didn't want to do that. I really wanted to sort of take a fresh look at what I wanted to write about and think about something new. Makes sense to me. So as I mentioned before, you've worked as a journalist and an editor. Did you always have a desire to write a novel? I did, but I really had to put that on the back burner because I just simply didn't have time of mental energy to do it when I was working. And I had a 35-year career as a journalist. I did tinker with some thrillers when I was working, but I really wasn't happy with them. And I didn't feel that I you know, could really work them out. So when I retired, then when I had a lot of time on my hands, it became much more natural to turn to something like fiction, which I really wanted to do. While you were writing squeeze plays, were you picturing any ideal type of reader? I wouldn't say there's a target reader, but I certainly want a mature reader, probably somebody over 30, somebody who can appreciate, you know, things like good narrative flow, character development, good writing, you know, writing with color, writing with simile and metaphor. You know, it, it takes a certain level, I think, of a sophistication for a reader to appreciate some of the nuances in a novel like this. Well, if you could compare Squeeze Plays with any other, what would that other book be? Now, I have a very hard time doing that, but I certainly was inspired in a way by Tom Wolfe's Bonfire of the Vanities, which is also set in New York and, as you may know, involves finance, you know, bond trader and some of the problems that he gets into. That was something of an inspiration for me. I can understand that. I love that book. So what type of research do you do to ensure the believability of your storylines? I certainly do some internet type research if I feel that I need to know something more. I don't find that I need to interview people or travel to research a lot of the intricacies of a story like this. But there certainly is a fair amount of internet-based research. And the internet is such a wonderful asset anymore for writers. And it makes you wonder what we did before we had it, doesn't it? Exactly. (laughs) Well, Jeffrey, I'm intrigued by your book cover. Please tell us who created this cover and why you chose it. Well, I'd like to take a certain amount of credit for that myself, Linda, because I came up with the concept and I related to the people at Atmosphere Press who published the book. And I had a couple of conversations with the cover designer and, um, there were some other permutations of this that I didn't particularly care for, but this was kind of my concept from the beginning to have kind of a New York skyline and have something squeezing it. How does your book title fit into your story? If you happen to look at Amazon or something like that, you'll see any number of books called Squeeze Play. But this has multiple squeeze plays because I'm dealing with financial pressures put on some of the characters. And there's also some blackmail that's involved. This is some sabotage. So there are multiple squeeze plays, which just became, you know, the more I thought about it, the more it seemed like a very natural and logical title. Is squeeze plays written to make us think or is it written for pure entertainment? Yeah, I would think both. It's written more for entertainment, and that's where some of the humor or the satire comes in. But certainly, I'd like to think it would make you think about some of the issues that are out there in the business community, both with, you know, financing and lending, and the entry of some players like a Russian oligarch who, you know, really, there are no barriers to those people coming in and kind of fooling around with the financial system. Well, are you writing another book now? And if so, will you give us a quick teaser? 
can't lend it. I've toyed around with several different ideas, and I'm kind of fixed on one at this point, but it's so early in the process, it's just too early to, to, to even discuss it. This would be not something more of a, a thriller, I would believe. Makes sense to me. So what kind of feedback have you received from readers of Squeeze Plays? There's been great feedback. I don't want to blow my own horn too much. There aren't many reviews on Goodreads or Amazon, but they're all five stars. And I've had five-star reviews from professional reviewers, a Manhattan Book Review, Reader's Favorites, Midwest Book Review. I'm very, very happy, very gratified by the response so far. You went into journalism as your career. When did you decide you always wanted to be a writer? Were you always writing when you were a little kid? I was always reading. When I started writing, it's interesting because in college, I really was not involved with the school paper or anything like that. And I was really probably moving more towards kind of an undefined, maybe law type career. And then I kind of looked at that a little harder and said, no, this is not what I wanted to do. And then my senior year, I'd had a, a pretty good experience with a couple of very deep English courses. I'd written a two-act play, I think it was. And uh, the more I thought about it, the more I really decided that, you know, maybe a career as a writer, but not as a fiction writer, but as a journalist made sense for me. When you, like you're doing now, start to think about another book, which comes to you first, the plot or the characters? I think you really start with the characters. I do. Some authors actually try to write an ending first, (laughs) you know, and then kind of work backwards. I just can't see myself ever doing that. My books have been much more organic. I get the characters in a certain spot and then just decide, well, where do they go next? So you're a pantser. You're not a plotter. I'm not a plotter. (laughs) I'm not an outliner either. So what would you like readers to remember when they finished Squeeze Plays? I'd like to think that they've had a pretty entertaining romp where they've seen a lot of very interesting places, the trappings of the well-heeled. But on the other hand, they've seen some of the downsides of that lifestyle. And they've seen what can happen when, you know, some bad actors get involved with different types of financial situations. Jeffrey, will you please read a short excerpt from Squeeze Plays for us? I'd be happy to. At 2.30 in the morning, when Bob was soundly asleep at home, the middle-aged man with a bristly crew cut unzipped his great janitor's uniform and stepped out of it. He'd been hiding in a coat closet for more than an hour as the cleaning crew finished up. Some overhead lights were still on, but the newsroom was dim and deathly quiet. He padded around looking for the right cubicle. It took him 10 minutes to find it on the next floor above, which he reached by a stairwell. He carried a small black flashlight that he flicked on as he needed it. Fortunately for him, all the cubicles were marked with names. Robert Mandel, the tag said in block letters. He pulled out his surgical gloves and sat down in front of the computer, the chair squeaking a bit under his heft. He knew what to look for, he thought, but the challenge was first to find an operating password and get into Bob's files. However, he was an old hand at such tasks, having honed his skills in Moscow working for the GRU, Russia's military intelligence directorate. His hands flew over the keyboard as he tried various tricks, but then he succeeded in logging in as a system administrator, and the rest was child's play. The logins for the staff were listed by name, and there was Bob's. The man grunted slightly in satisfaction. Plugging in the passcode, the man saw a collection of files pop up on the screen. He was hoping to find something by name, and he quickly saw it, a folder named Tyne. He clicked on it and saw a number of Word files. One was much longer than the others. 
No matter, his instructions weren't to locate one document. He was to erase the entire folder. He clicked back to the folder icon and highlighted it, then hit the X button on the taskbar for delete. Then he went to the Windows home screen, clicked on recycle bin, found the file and deleted it there. At that point, he nodded, stood up and left the cubicle as silently as he entered it. It was only five floors down to the lobby. He collected his uniform from the closet, packed it in his small duffel and started down the stairs. He would report his success to Maxim shortly by text. The boss would be pleased. Oh my gosh, that certainly left me on the edge of my seat. So where can we learn more about you, about your other books, and most of all, where can we purchase Squeeze Place? You'd find that my website, jmarshbks.com, is a great conduit. It has purchase links for the book. It has a description of the book. It has some reviews of Squeeze Plays. And there's a short bio on me, and there's some information about at least one other book that I have that's been out there. So it's really a, a good place to find out more about me and about my books. We've been talking with Jeffrey Marshall, author of Squeeze Plays. Jeffrey, thank you so much for spending time with us today, sharing your really interesting story. When you publish your next book, will you please come back and chat with us again? I'd be delighted, Linda, and thanks for your time. Squeeze Plays presents a vivid picture of the privileged world of high finance, its lavish comforts, pressures, and temptations, an absorbing plot well-drawn, believable characters, and colorful language will make for very enjoyable reading. I recommend this book. Well, if that review and our interview has you wanting more, go to jmarshbks.com and order your copy today. And when you finish reading, don't forget to post a review. And please share this interview with your friends so that they too may become acquainted with their author. And remember, the author show may be accessed at any time at theauthorshow.com. Plus, selected interviews can also be found on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music, and many more. Whether you're an author who would like to be featured or a reader in search of new books, theauthorshow.com is a really great place to start. Thanks for listening to The Author Show. Find out more about authors and their work at theauthorshow.com. Theauthorshow.com. Tune in next time to another great author on The Author Show.